0: COVID has changed all of our lives in so many ways. It's changed the world in so many ways. I mean, we're talking about, there are new things now to say about depression and anxiety and education and, and people that have been cooped up in their homes and abusive relationships. I mean, it's, it's affected all of us. Those are the things, it's, 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 it's changed our perspective on so many things. There are now new things to say about so many things. It's not COVID specifically. That's how it works.
1: I love that. Um, I love that. Yeah. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks so much for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders. With me today is Jason Jones. He's a publicist, a podcaster, as he says, a husband and a father. (laughs) He's also created this great publicist tool for self-published authors. And that's why I wanted to talk to him today. So please help me welcome Jason Jones. Tell me where you're at right now.
0: Hi, Laurie. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: I barely hear an accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a former broadcast major. When I'm on the air and doing things, I try to be a little more neutral in that. I can slide into it if you want. Well, I'm a publicist. I mean, first and foremost, I do a little literary publicist. I do a little agenting as well. I'm a small business owner. I own and run my my own firm here in Nashville, Jones Literary. We work for the most part with Christian authors, although I've worked over the years with some historians and politicians and other folks. For the most part, People of faith. It's been really good to me. That's that's the biggest part of, of what I do. I dabble in some other things. I've written a book and, and I'm a podcaster and I'm a dad and a husband and, and all those things. But to answer your question, uh, I'm, I'm a publicist.
1: Let me ask you this. I heard you say on your podcast today, which we will be talking about because I am giving that to all of my clients, <laughs> is you were a publicist for Rachel Held Evans?
0: I was Rachel's publicist. Rachel was, she was one of those rare people i mean she could just she'd hold a conversation with anybody she wanted to ask real questions and talk about real f- she was one of the first authors that i worked with at nelson at thomas nelson that really understood social media the power of social media i miss miss her i hadn't talked to her in, in a while you know before she passed it had been a couple of years since we talked
1: i loved her honesty i think we will start with you as a publicist do people just hire you do you pick your people how does that work
0: <laughs> it's it's probably like a lot of industries most of my business comes via referral our business is our industry is, is a is a, a fairly small one we all know each other if something comes my way that i can't get to or i don't think is a great fit for me i'll usually refer it to a friend who i think it is a better fit for and that happens for me too people send things my way um i have some people find me online uh JonesLiterary.com is my my company's website uh, and some people find me that way most of of my time is spent working on on book campaigns for folks that know folks that have come my way by uh, way of a friend or a former client. or I do a lot of repeat business as well. There are people that publish a book every year or every two years, and we'll spend three or four or five months together getting the book launched and once that's done, we we talk and we chat and you know reconnect as business partners when they get ready to launch a new books. So
1: so I think what's really interesting is how I found you because you're a publicist <laughs> and as the public affairs director here at Hubbard Radio I was getting a lot a lot of emails but yours caught my eye because there's so many I can't possibly read them all and especially with covid I'm looking for a lot more specific things now. We had a conversation about an author and we decided, well, I decided, well, my higher up decided, maybe it was a little too political for right now, which, and you were just so gracious. You were like, yeah, I get it. No worries. And because of your kindness and your just easygoing, I happened to scroll down, and I'm like, wait, what a minute. You got a podcast. (laughs) So I clicked on that, and uh, that's when I really wanted to have you on the show because I I think in the Northwest we have a lot of authors, and self-publishing used to be kind of a dirty word, I think. (laughs) Yep. And anymore it's not so much. And so I – realize that you have this podcast that each week you have people on that will help somebody who is going to be their own publicist and then you have this toolkit which can help people who are going to be their own publicist and if you can't be committed to being your own publicist (laughs) you can hire one so i feel like you kind of touch on every area so talk to us about your podcast
0: yeah so the book publicist podcast we've only just completed the first season. It's a lot of fun. It's been years since I've been behind a microphone of any kind. I feel like I was just really getting my feet underneath me when we finished up the first season. So I'm really looking forward to the second. But yeah, it's a podcast where we talk with authors, editors, media, publishers. It's for the folks who are publishing, uh, self-publishing and, and really need some insight into how to market and publicize their books. There is so much competition out there. Everybody's selling something. All of our social feeds are full of folks that are are peddling something. The way to set yourself uh, apart from that is to do some traditional media. But how do you do that? Who really knows how to do that? What do I send them? What do they want to know? Who do I send it to? Should I follow up every three hours or every three days? Mm -hmm. Or how do I... How long should my email be? What do they need to see me on camera? How do, there's so many questions that, that you need answered. The indie publishing sector has just continued to explode. I, I've always worked for the most part with authors at the big traditional houses, but the last couple of years, I've gotten so many inquiries from people who are self publishing, don't have a huge budget, you know, but they also don't want to do nothing. They can't afford to spend $10,000 on a publicist, but what do I do? And for the longest time, I really didn't have anything put together that would allow me to help them. I had to just politely as I could say, I'm sorry, I can't help. There's not much I can do. And then it occurred to me a couple of years ago that I've always liked working with the indie authors and, and the first time authors more than anyone else, honestly, anyhow. Uh, They still have so much enthusiasm about what they're doing. But it occurred to me that I've got all these tools. I might not have all the time in the world, but I do have these tools. So why not make some of these tools available for some of the indie authors? I can provide email pitch templates. I can provide this book that we wrote and published earlier this year about landing local media. I can give them a couple of hours of of coaching, one-on-one coaching. I've built out a calendar, 365-day calendar, news cycle forecast, where I help you look ahead weeks and months ahead to know as best we're able. Generally, here's what the media is going to be talking about at this time. Themes of the season and certain special events and dates and holidays and all sorts of things, and give you ideas on how to pitch media around that time. We've got media training videos we put together. All these things are out there where I could just now say, hey, here's everything you need. Go do this yourself. We build you a custom press kit as well and a a custom media list. So now you got everything you need. You know who to contact, how to contact them. You've got media training. You know what they're going to be talking about. Maybe you got a lot of tools at your disposal. And for that, if you write 10 more books, you can use those same tools to do that job yourself every time. So it really seemed to me like everything in the publishing industry had changed, right? Publishing has changed so much. Marketing has changed so much. Publicity, we were still stuck in the same old model where you had a f- very few select people me included who felt like we had the keys to the kingdom nobody knows the media but we but us we've got all the contacts you have to come through me to get to this person and that felt like that was time for that to change too and that's what we've done we just kind of have worked out a way to help indie authors reach media and in fact there is an author a local author to you that we worked with was one of the first beta testers of our toolkit a local artist there in seattle named carissa kizi who wrote a beautiful book of watercolor paintings of refugees that she had spent years with. And Carissa took the kit, did everything she was supposed to do, was on King 5 there in Seattle and ended up doing CNN later because CNN now had something they could see that she had done. And that's the way that works. You do your local media first and then you go after the big stuff. It's, it's interesting how much industry's is changing. It was just time to, to figure out a way to catch the publicity game up with that a little bit.
1: Well, and I love it that you wanted to help people because for me, I'm in media. So I sort of take that for granted. And then when I talk to an author, they're like, well, do you know anybody like, for instance, at King or Como? Well, of course, I know people in the, you know, where you're at. Media is a very small world. We all know each other. And it dawned on me. And that's why I love what you're doing is that I know I can pick up the phone or shoot an email, but your average person doesn't know what to do. And of course, it changes a lot. And the new thing, too, is I'm getting so many emails. I have a little podcast called Enough. It's very short, but I'm getting a lot of emails saying, Hey, will you interview me on your podcast? And I'm like, "Uh, That's a great idea, but I don't do it on that one. Getting on podcasts and getting seen is such a big deal. But it's also, and I've heard you say this, on your podcast because I listened faithfully the first one you were talking with your producer about hairy feet or I don't know I was like (laughs) what am I listening to no it was pipes yeah pipes and man smell not hairy feet
0: yeah so hey you're smoking a pipe right now by the way it is
1: delicious. I know. We have no video rolling. This is all audio. But I'm not going to let that go because I didn't bring my pipe, and I have to smell your pipe right now, <laughs> which smells amazing. It's got a delish mm-hmm. – what's the uh, – is it an aromatic? What do you got in there?
0: Uh, it is, actually. I think this is butterscotch.
1: Oh, okay. It, mm. smell, it smells good. Hmm. I like rum maple, personally.
0: overpowers the delightful scent that you bring into the room. I have an you-
1: Iceman Musk.
0: <laughs> Anyhow. For those who have not already stopped listening, if you, if you're, if, <laughs> for those of you who are still if you're listening still with us, <laughs> this show is typically not about how men smell or about s- smoking.
1: Yeah, and aside from all that silliness, you were talking about how you have to commit. You have to be committed to do it. You can't just poke it here and there. So, if you're gonna be your publicist, having a toolkit and a calendar. Sounds absolutely perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of a science to it. I mean, it's relational for the most part to get yourself in a position to build that relationship. At some point, you've got to get the door cracked open a little bit. And in order to do that, I have to know who to send an email to and when and how to make it relevant. And the biggest mistake I think a lot of people make, especially the first time folks is they think that their book in and of itself is news. (laughs) Hey, I wrote a book, have me on your show. Well, that's great. Congratulations. I know it was a lot of work, um, but that's not news. I mean, how does, it, how does that benefit my audience? What does your book say that is of benefit to my audience? How does it entertain or inform them? And a lot of people don't see their book that way. You're not there to sell their book. It's what I tell people all the time. Hey, the media is not here to sell your book. That's what advertisements are for. They need you to, to benefit their audience somehow. So how do we do that? And that's part of being a publicist too. I, I can help people. Sometimes you're too close to it. As an author, you're too close to what you've done and you need somebody with a fresh set of eyes to say, hey, it looks like you've got a particular expertise or experience here or there that differentiates you a little bit and that could benefit some people. Let's highlight that and get it in front of the right people. And it's something that I guess takes a particular eye. Watched a lot of news over the years and listened to a lot of radio and worked with a lot of people. And it just it comes easy for me, but it doesn't for everyone.
1: Two things I heard you talk about today that I really liked was what you said about your book isn't news and that in your email, it's not really about the book. It's about the relevance. So for instance, COVID or the one that caught my attention was history and it was about political history. And I went, oh, that's relevant. I Mm -hmm. didn't really care about his book. I didn't even know if he had a book. I knew he was a professor. It didn't work out, but it made us be connected. And so I love that you would show people how to make their expertise relevant versus their book.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be let's be completely honest. I mean, this year for it's been the most challenging year for me as a publicist because for going on 6 or 7 months now, if your book, if what you're proposing does not in some way, some manner address Racial reconciliation, COVID, or the election—I mean, those are the conversations we're having right. 24/7. And outside of that, there's not room for much. So, if you can tell me how your book, how the subject of your book, how your particular expertise relates to one of those three topics, and how it can help us better understand one of those three things or relate to each other, or then okay, we're gonna we're getting somewhere. But on its own, your book, unless you're J.K. Rowling or Stephen King or whoever, is just not news. Right. Uh, and most people just, they feel like they've lived an ordinary life. They don't have much to say about those things. And that's not always necessarily true. So it just sometimes takes a particular set of eyes to be able to do that. And, I, and again, I know that everyone can't hire me or someone like me. So how do I train you to see yourself that way? How do I help you come through your, your expertise and your experience, your life, and figure out what it is that's different about you and how you can contribute to the conversations we're already having? And then once you're on the air... If you are that delightful interview we've all seen or heard, you're somebody that people like and are interested in and want to talk to or hear from more. Well, I'm going to go follow you now on Instagram. I'm going to buy your book. You've gained a fan. You've gained a reader. And that's how that works. I'm, I I don't want to be sold anything. I just want to I want to know, like, and trust you. Right. And so that's the that's the big shift that's taken place the last several years. Anyhow, I love that you're listening to the podcast, though. Thank you so much. It's good to know that there are folks listening. Well, you know?
1: well yeah. In fact, today I learned something really cool. But first... I want to play your intro so people will know exactly what you are all about.
0: This is the Book Publicist Podcast, powered by Local PR Toolkit. I'm your host, Jason Jones, and I'm a longtime book publicist and agent. We're going to talk to publicists, media, publishers, and authors and give you a peek behind the curtain into the world of book marketing and publicity. So, my marketing and publicity starved author friends, let's go.
1: I learned a lot in today. It just, this is so embarrassing. So (laughs) I have a book. I don't know if you've seen it. It's did not see that coming. Hope for the Single Parent. And I have all these friends in media and I'm like, Hey, what's everyone struggling in COVID? The single parents are going crazy. And I'm like, hasn't even occurred to me until I listened to your show. But also, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook but uh, you know who just published a book with almost
0: <laughs> i was just about to say you might get a little residual <laughs> a few residual sales from Rachel Hollis's new book
1: it's asking the question so that's what makes me curious about the toolkit so to just kind of give me a rundown if i was to go online and get your toolkit what could i expect
0: well the toolkit is going to include a custom built press kit that's it's it's all the things that the media want and need to know from you. In all of our years of experience, we've been able to determine that the media is looking for 8, 9, 10 specific pieces of information. And, and we know what those are. We're going to build you a press kit that includes all those those pieces. It's going to be a custom built media list. Uh, whatever market you're in, we're going to build you a list of 100 plus journalists in your market, radio, television, online, bloggers, podcasters, you name it all their, their social media handles, their mailing address, email address, those things. One-on-one coaching time. You're going to get the 365-day media forecast, which is actually a Trello board that's really cool and really interactive, easy to use. There is, of course, a copy of the book, like I mentioned earlier. There is a three-part media training course. You're going to get uh, weekly tips and emails from us on you know publicity. Uh, there's a Facebook group, actually, too, and, and this is what you were interviewed for, Last week by one of our our interns, we do on the Facebook group, we're going to provide webinars and live streams and Q&As with media professionals and publishing professionals. So the folks that are in the group will have a chance to ask questions of industry pros. So that's all part of the kit. And all those things are evergreen. I mean, if you need to come back at some point and update your press kit with a new book cover or a new headshot, we can do that. But all those things are good for a good long while. That's the toolkit, and that's at localprtoolkit.com is where you can find access to that.
1: Okay, and where do we find your podcast?
0: The Book Publicist podcast is available everywhere podcasts are heard, as best I know, Stitcher, iTunes, you name it. It's any Anywhere you, you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find us. But yeah, we, we've got 15, no, 16 episodes this first season, and and I think it was a good season. We had some great guests. I had a great time. It was a lot of nuts and bolts, honestly. Publicity 101 kind of stuff, which I, I think is probably what most people are going to be tuning in for. But I think next season is going to be a little more conversational. Probably the episodes might be a little bit longer. Probably talk to a few folks who are a little higher profile than maybe some of the folks that we talked to this first season. And I'm glad to know that it's benefit, been a benefit to, to some folks, you, you included. So
1: I feel like when people write a book, they don't really understand all that goes with it to get it out there and now correct me if I'm wrong to be a best-selling author you have to sell 3500 books is that correct still
0: yeah there's no there's no hard and fast number not that i know of oh, I, you interesting. know there, there are i've worked with authors before who have hit lists with with that number that you just mentioned i've, I've worked with authors who have hit A much higher number than that, but didn't hit a list because maybe there were several other big books that released that week or that month Mm -hmm. that were still pushing it outside that list. And truth be told, too, depending on whose list it is, I, I think that it can be denied that there are some regional and or political biases that play into some of those lists. I mean, there's certain... Outlets that don't want to see certain topics or authors on a list, right or wrong, that's the way it is. They change the uh, the algorithm changes. It's just like Facebook and social media. You never really know how to game the list. Mm-hmm. And we had years ago. We had some folks that did that. They'd buy a truckload of their own book. Yeah. <laughs> run it through several different uh, retailers and try to try to game the system so they'd hit a list. And didn't take long before folks were on to them and. So they change they changed the COVID has changed all of our lives in so many ways. It's changed the world in so many ways. I mean, we're talking about there are new things now to say about depression and anxiety and education and, and people that have been cooped up in their homes and abusive relationships for I me. Mean, it's it's affected all of us. Those are the things it's 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 changed our perspective on so many things. There are now new things to say about so many things. It's not COVID specifically. That's how it works.
1: I love that. Um, I love that. Yeah. Game. Yeah. See, yeah,
0: there, there's, there's no way to know.
1: These are the little things that we might learn. I want to wrap this up. I don't want to because it's so interesting, but it seems to me one thing that you said that really stood out was asking a different question rather than what's your book about. How are you as the expert relevant? In whatever's going on today. And I think that that alone, if people took that away and repositioned the way they thought about things, might help them gain a little traction as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, the the analogy I like to use, if you're at a cocktail party, right, think about the media as a cocktail party, you're at a cocktail party, you don't walk into a circle of people and announce that you've got a book, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're going to walk in, you're going to listen to the conversation. What are we talking about here? You're going to integrate yourself slowly into that conversation. When you figure out a place, I've got something to say about this or that comment. And and let me tell you about my particular experience as regards what you just said. Or And that's the way you work yourself into a conversation. It's no different with the media. Now, you can't just barge in on a conversation. If tomorrow we're talking about protests or we're talking about other things and that's all the news today, you're either going to be part of that conversation or you're going to have to wait because rare are the books that change the conversation so that's just the truth of the matter and if you've got a platform of your own cool i mean you can talk about whatever you want but the the conversations we're having as a culture are the conversations we're having as a culture and you can either be part of them or not i suspect that the things we're talking about now we'll be talking about for a good long while yet so maybe write a book that's relevant to what we're all talking about and we'll be you know
1: but not on COVID. What did I hear somebody say? wasn't a publisher, but they said, whatever you do, do not write a book on COVID. We've got thousands of them already.
0: <laughs> the thing though, it's if people see on the topic of COVID specifically, no, no right. one wants to read that. But COVID has changed all of our lives in so many ways. It's changed the world in so many ways. I mean, we're talking about, there are new things now to say about depression and anxiety and education and, and people that have been cooped up in their homes and abusive relationships for I me mean, it's it's affected all of us those are the things it's 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 changed our perspective on so many things there are now new things to say about so many things it's not COVID specifically that's how it works
1: I love that um, I love that yeah right yeah because it's interesting to me how some people are like COVID just I'm sick of being home and then there's other people who are like my my life hasn't changed that much. Maybe I'm a little more lonely, but things are doing well. And so it is interesting to see the different perspectives and uh, really, like you said, the different angles that are coming out. So one more time, your podcast is called?
0: The Book Publicist Podcast.
1: And the toolkit, you can find it at?
0: LocalPRToolkit.com. Let me just say, too, that just before we wrap up, I, the local is important to know that just because you're starting locally and that's what we we're recommending with the toolkit, we want to help you get started locally. You aspire to, to more than that and that's fine, but there are certain steps you need to take. And, and, and that includes doing some local media first. And I think that makes sense to most people. And so that's why we're, we're We're encouraging you to go and get that win, to do that local media. It's doable. It's, you know, it's a win and build towards something bigger. So localprtoolkit.com and the Book Publicist Podcast hopefully will help a lot of folks and we'll see.
1: Well, Jason Jones, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. This is the Book Publicist Podcast powered by local PR toolkit. I'm your host, Jason Jones, and I'm a longtime book publicist and agent. We're going to talk to publicists, media, publishers, and authors and give you a peek behind the curtain into the world of book marketing and publicity. So, my marketing and publicity-starved author friends, let's go! Welcome to another episode of the Book Publicist Podcast. This is your host, Jason Jones. Generally on this show, we give you a chance to hear from publishing industry professionals, publicists, authors, media, and try to help you learn to think like a publicist so that you can market and publicize your own books. But it has occurred to us that as part of building an audience of your own and growing your own platforms and marketing your books, podcasts have become such a big part of that. It is something, honestly, that a lot of people are intimidated by. But as you can tell, if you've listened to this podcast and are listening to me right now, anybody can do this. Well, having a great producer like David Wilkinson, who you're going to hear from today, is absolutely helpful. But you can do this and you can do it yourself. And it's not as hard as you think. We've got a podcast starter kit, in fact, on our website, localprtoolkit.com, that David has produced. And you're going to hear from him today about how to do this and do it well. So now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation between me and my producer, David Wilkinson.
1: So three takeaways from today's show. If you are self-published, you can hire a publicist to help you get the word out. If you don't have a ton of money, you can become your own publicist by listening to the Book Publicist podcast, where he gives you all kinds of tips and tricks on how to get noticed. Or checking into the toolkit where it's sort of like a do-it-yourself publicist, depending on where you're from, they will give you all the media people, journalists, everybody to help you get your book out there, show you how to write an email, how to do a press release, and all of that. So three takeaways from this show, and not only that, but now they will help you make a podcast. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. So join us next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.